on this beautiful occasion of shankranti on this day when there should be a kranti there should be a change in our journey towards bhagwan in our odessi towards the divine lotus feet my mind goes back to an incident that happened in 1949 and it happened on 14th january Towards the end of 1949, Mother Ishwarama's second daughter, Parvatamma, was in the family way and she came to Puttaparthi from her in-law's place along with her two sons. Unfortunately, Parvatamma Garu at that time had lost her husband. Very recently, she had lost her husband and she was housed in a small room in the house of Karnam Subbama. And when 1950 dawned, On 14th January 1950, she suddenly went into labor. Now it was a festival day and Mother Ishwarama was so anxious because it was so difficult to find a midwife on a busy day like Makar Shankranti because in South India you would find this festival celebrated everywhere. Not only South India, we know that this is celebrated all over India in different names, in different forms. So Mother Ishwarama was very concerned what to do because parvatamma is already into labor and she started looking for who can help her in this difficult situation and as she was running here and there looking for who can help her daughter suddenly she sees that bhagwan is briskly walking and coming towards parvatamma's room towards karnam subama's room where Parvatamma was there and Swami told all the devotees stay here don't follow me bhagwan went to the room of parvatamma and swami called out to her and swami put one foot inside swami did not enter the room swami just asked her to open the room slightly swami just put his one foot inside and asked parvatamma to take pad namaskar and once she touched bhagwan's feet swami then closed the door and waited outside and in a few minutes parvatamma had a very easy delivery on the auspicious day of makara shankranti makara shankranti pongal bihu lori that is the glory of touching the lotus feet of the lord and swami informed everyone a girl child 
is born a girl child is born when the time for the child's naming ceremony came bhagwan named the child as samrajya lakshmi samrajya lakshmi is the goddess who bestows the gift of a sovereign state gives you all the wealth all the prosperity madhuri sharma actually was wondering why is swami giving such an auspicious name to such an unfortunate child she felt that child is unfortunate because the child is born at a time when she would never ever have a father and swami said oh why are you feeling this way there is no connection between her birth and her father's death and bhagwan told parvatamma all your three children i will take care of them and that is how it was in her life that is how it is in the lives of so many devotees isn't it this lovely opportunity to touch his feet can change our lives forever this opportunity to offer ourselves at his feet will start a new trajectory in our life this opportunity of his proximity will remove everything that is unholy and fill us with the bliss of his glory his beauty and his profound love profound presence profound grace i was sharing with you the stories from the life of p suryakanta magaru in this session in the last few weeks suryakanta magaru who had the opportunity to see bhagwan way back in early 60s 1961 she came to prashantinilayam in the 50s itself she saw swami but in the shivaratri of 1961 she had her first darshan of bhagwan and bhagwan gave her an interview and i have shared with you all those stories of how she comes from a family of freedom fighters and how she was always passionate about serving the nation as well as worshiping lord panduranga and how bhagwan blessed her with the vision of panduranga and how her life completely took a karanti a dramatic paradigm shift and prashanti became everything for her and i told you how she was part of bhagwan's entourage when bhagwan went to sri salem on december 4th 1963 bhagwan was in sri salem in the karnool district of andhra pradesh and he visited many other places during that week of december 4th to december 9th 1963 and bhagwan had permitted suryakanta magaru to join this group in sri salem because suryakanta magaru at that time was the sarpanch and later on she had become part of the chilla parishad and she used to do a lot of social work a lot of work for the village in fact is one of those very very rare women who had leadership position way back in 1950s and early 60s and as a single mother there were very extremely few women in that era who were working with the government and getting things done and who were into full time social service and part of the district administration even though kantamagaru was not highly educated but she was one of sharp acumen and she knew how to get things done coming from a freedom fighters family she was filled with passion to serve 
fellow brethren and Swami told her, you don't disturb your work, you come directly there to Sri Shailam and I told you how she was with Bhagavan when Swami went to the holy shrine of Malikarjuna on the 6th of December 1963, how she had the opportunity to witness the Abhishekam and the materialization of Vibhuti that Bhagavan did and applied it on the Malikarjuna Linga. She saw how Swami created those golden Tummi flowers and golden bilva leaves and showered it on the linga and how Bhagavan gave the discourse, a very powerful discourse on that occasion and Swami said, let all the believers in God proclaim the value of meditation on God. I will bless that endeavor and I will save you. I will save the country. And even as Bhagavan was speaking, he created a golden medallion of Shiva and Parvati. I told you how after this Bhagavan went and blessed the Sri Salem Dam project, the third largest capacity hydroelectric project in the country. And how Swami told the workers there that channelize, channelize your passions into useful fields. And Swami said, damn all the unholy tendencies that are there in your hearts and canalize them into useful activities. And then on the 7th of December 1963, Swami went to Mahanandi, another famous shrine of Shiva. And in the evening around 6 p.m., I shared with you how Bhagwan created Amritam. Mysteriously, a pot of nectar manifested in the garland that Sri Kutumbrao offered Bhagwan, and how Swami blessed every devotee with a drop of that ethereal ambrosia. And after that, Bhagwan started off for Karnul on that same night, December 7, 1963. There were buses that were arranged, the buses that had come from Prashant in Alim. And all this was managed by the earthly cousin brother of Bhagwan, Kristappa. And now for Surya Kantamagaru, there was a problem because Kristappa said that only those who have come in the bus from Prashant in Alim can go further. Surya Kantamagaru joined that group in Sri Salem. So, he said that since you are not part of the group from Prashantinilam, I don't have permission to allow you to come into the bus. And Surya Kantamagaru, after having joined Bhagwan's group, she did not want to go back. She wanted to be there with Swami till the end of the journey and go back to Puttaparati with all the other devotees who are part of Swami's retinue. And, but Kistapa said, no, only if Swami approves, then you will have the opportunity to be a part of this group henceforth from here. And Bhagwan very kindly gave the approval and she joined the group. And she told that I will be with the group till this beautiful Odessi of Bhagwan ends. And Kistapagaru checked with Bhagwan and Swami said, Yes, let her be part of the group. When you are with Bhagwan, nothing happens without his approval. And for Surya Kantamagaru, that was such a priceless opportunity to travel with Bhagwan as he was visiting the sacred shrines. I told you how the Malikarjuna shrine is also a Shakti Pita, apart from being a Jyotirlinga. And once they were in Karnul, Swami suggested that all the members of the team should visit a Shidi Baba temple. After taking a dip in the Tungabhadra, there was a famous Shidi Baba temple. Shidi Baba there was resplendent. And after the devotees had the darshan of Shidi Sai, the journey continued to Dronachalam, 
there was one devotee there venkateshwar du who was a member of the legislative assembly and he hosted bhagwan and he had organized a public meeting for bhagwan in fact dronachalam is called so because it is believed that dronacharya the tutor of the pandavas and the kauravas from mahabharata meditated on a hill in that village that's why it is called as dronachalam and it is one of the biggest municipalities in the karnool district of andhra pradesh so swami was there in dronachalam and by the time the meeting got completed in dronachalam it was december 8 1963 late in the night and there was a delicious dinner that was arranged but the dinner was to be served not in dronachalam but on the way so all the dinner was packed in big baskets there was upma and upma that was done with a lot of cashew nuts and there was so many other items that were packed by the devotees in dronachalam there was also a sweet a sweet bundi prepared in pure ghee so all these things were packed there was a separate carriage that they had prepared for bhagwan so the journey continued beyond dronachalam now now it was the return trip they were coming back to puttaparthi it was already december 8 as i said on december 9th they were in puttaparthi so as they were nearing puttaparthi anantapur which is the district headquarters of puttaparthi has a village before the district before the city comes as you travel towards puttaparthi so you have the village pamidi which is near gutti pamidi is 2 hours 20 minutes from prashantinilam it's about 111 kilometers and so bhagwan said that we will stop in pamidi and so all the dinner that was packed was now to be served in pamidi there was a pond the flow wasn't too high there was a steady stream of water and there was a road bridge also called a causeway which was constructed over the pond so even if the water level rises due to the rains the water flows very easily via the causeway and the road is never disturbed and the road after the causeway was laid in cement so that it does not worn out due to the flow of water so by the time bhagwan's group reached pamidi it was 9 pm and all the vehicles were packed and the dinner was arranged now on the side of the road in those days there was not much traffic especially in the nights the traffic was non existent we are talking about 1963 so there were leaves that were laid before all the devotees and now swami was so happily personally serving that dinner and swami would always do this uh, if you are traveling with bhagwan if you have stayed with bhagwan if you have seen bhagwan at close quarters swami would always love to serve so swami was personally serving the dinner that was packed and it was all dark uh, so swami was carrying a flashlight and then swami would flash the light on the leaf and then swami would himself serve the upma and swami would keep asking every member do you want more you want more no you should eat well and in fact it was very cold also it is in the night and there was this breeze so swami actually tied a kerchief over his hair over his ears and it looked very beautiful to see swami in that informal ambience and swami kept serving more helpings of the upma and swami said you eat this upma fast after that i have sweets to give you and the devotees after they finished the upma they would go down to the pond to wash their hands and 
Suryakanthamagaru also went to the pond and she took a bottle along with her and there was another lady who accompanied her and as she was collecting water towards the end of that causeway Kanthamagaru unfortunately stepped into the causeway into the pond at an area which was slippery and she slipped and she fell into the pond into the water so there was a bottle in her hand and so the, her bottle was raised and she didn't know what to do she just sank down and the pond was deep water entered her nose her ears and she thought she's just she thought it's all over because she's just going down and she thought swami she just cried out and she said it's, it's all over and suddenly she found a firm landing so she stood there there was some pipe or something there she found that landing just when she thought that it is all over she figured that she was able to stand her legs found something solid but the flow of water was there till her neck and the road was 2 feet high she still had that bottle in her hand and the lady that had accompanied her she started screaming she started shouting and so there was one man nearby that man came holding a light a torch light and you know in those days in india generally men would not come near women men would especially they would not definitely touch younger women and we're talking about 1960s so this man also was figuring out what to do to help this lady to come out and even as kantamagaru was crying out and struggling suddenly she found something to hold and she held on to that and she tried to lift herself up swami and the group they were all there 100 yards away and it was quite a miraculous recovery for her to somehow find something to hold and come up on her own so she rescued herself no one had to touch her no one had to go near her somehow she was able to come out of the water but she was completely wet and swami was there there serving food she had just finished finished her upma and she had come swami was now distributing sweets sweet boondi to all and so, so she quickly went anyway it was night it was dark so she went to the bus away from the group so that nobody can notice her and somehow she managed to change her dress and she came to where all were sitting for food and swami was now almost towards the end of the serving session because almost everybody had had the sweet and by the time kantamagaru reached there with her new sari and her hair was still wet and devotees when they saw her in the dark they couldn't really figure out that anything was wrong with her and she also tried to pretend as if everything is fine nothing had happened and they say hey go go wherever you wherever you go friend go friend swami is giving sweet swami is giving sweet so so she also sort of jumped up and went in the front and looking at that little commotion there swami looked at kantamagaru swami just turned and said hey where have you been so long after having upma i have been serving sweets and you were not there did you have upma or not she said yes swami then swami gave the sweet and then swami gave a large quantity of sweet to her and swami told her to have the food and then bhagwan as he was casually talking with all the devotees swami went and uh, swami saw the causeway and swami saw 
that the flow of water has increased. Swami said, see, there is a lot of water here. So let us change the route. Uncle Rolf, you get, get into the bus, your respective buses. Even though it was 10 p.m. in the night, Swami said, let us take a different route. So they rerouted to Dharmavaram. Swami said, we should go to Dharmavaram now via Mudigubba. And so that change in the travel plans happened. And now they went back and they came via Mudugubba through the small villages to Bukkapatnam and from Bukkapatnam they came to Puttaparthi and by the time this group reached Puttaparthi it was 3.30 a.m. December 9, 1963 and Bhagwan, even though he retired so late in the night at 6.30 he was there ready for darshan it was almost 3.30 by the time they came back after a tiring bus journey Sami was there 6.30 and Sami said Ah, all of you who are returning back to the villages, you all be seated. I will call each one of you personally and I'll give you an interview and after that you can go back to your places. And Surya Kantamagaro, as I said, she was part of the government in the district level and there was a meeting that she had to attend in a few days. So she was really waiting anxiously for her turn. And when Bhagwan called her, with lot of happiness and joy and gratitude, she went inside the interview room. And Swami told her, see, the tour was very nice, isn't it? And, and Swami said, I know that you enjoyed the trip. I know you love to be in the shrine in Sri Shailam. And she said, Swami, it was just your grace. I was part of the tour only because of your love and your grace, Swami. And before the interview... There was a pandit of the Veda Patshala. At that time, Bhagwan had this Veda Patshala where Swami had Vedic pandits teach Vedic hymns to little children. Like the Veda Patshalas of yore, in 60s, Swami had set up this institution dedicated to teaching India's ancient sacred wisdom. And you had many students in the Veda Patshala then. And Swami used to take a lot of personal interest in the grooming of these children. Later on, of course, the Veda Patshala merged into the higher secondary school. So one of the pundits of the Veda Patshala told Kantamagaru, why don't you ask Swami to come to your place? But when you ask, don't say, Swami, come to my village. You should tell, Swami, please come to our village. Don't tell my village. Everything is his. You ask Swami to come to our village. And so, when Kantamagaru got that opportunity to be with Bhagwan after the trip, she told Bhagwan Swami, please come to our village, Swami. Please come to our village, come to our house. And Swami said, yes, yes, I will come. I will come for sure. And when Bhagwan said that, Kantamagaru thought, wow, but I should tell Bhagwan the address of my place, isn't it? Whenever Swami is doing the plans, next time, whenever Swami is visiting, West Godavari district, he should come to my place. So she said, Swami, my village is Satyavada, Swami, and it is in the Tanuka municipality, Swami, in the district West Godavari. All that she started telling the details of her place. And Swami said, Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I will come. When I come to Rajamandri, which is the headquarters of West Godavari district, Swami said, When I come to Rajamandri, I will come. And then Swami said, Kantama, some time ago, I had gone that side. There used to be a devotee, Apparao, who had the opportunity to serve Swami. Personally, 
be the servitor of Bhagwan. He served Swami for many years, and his village was next to Satyavada. That village name is Kaladhari. So there was one occasion when Bhagwan had crossed Satyavada and gone to Kaladhari. You can go to Kaladhari only through Satyavada. So Swami had gone and visited the house of Aparao. Swami had blessed the parents of Aparao, and in those days, Kantamagaru had just known Bhagwan, and when the villagers of Satyavada realized that Bhagwan had crossed this village and gone to Kaladhari, they thought, when Bhagwan returns, will block Swami's car and Swami should come to our village also. And so they did a kind of a ghirau. They blocked the road, and when Bhagwan returned, and they said, "No, Swami, you have to come to our village." And Kantamagaru had collected a lot of jasmine flowers and all that, so she poured all those, she showered all those flowers on Bhagwan's car and uh, the villagers there stopped the car but with Bhagwan was Karunyananda ji, a sage who used to live and travel uh, with Bhagwan. Karunyananda ji was a very ardent devotee of Bhagwan, he used to wear ochre robes and one of those devotees who enjoyed Bhagwan's physical proximity in those days and Karunanda ji who was in Bhagwan's car he came out of the car and he said hey please all of you don't block the car you make way because Bhagwan is getting late we have to go to Jebrol there was another meeting arranged there and so he felt that it is not possible for Bhagwan to suddenly change plans and go to another village because all the other plans will get affected so but the devotees the villagers of uh, Satyavada they were not relenting, they wanted Bhagwan to come to the village and so they were like so unhappy with uh, Karunanandaji that he was uh, spoiling their plans and and he was coming in between them and Bhagwan and actually at that point in time it was Kantamagaru who called all the villagers and said say let us not do this, let us not do this, let us do everything with dignity, please don't block the road for Bhagwan. We will pray to Swami and let Swami do whatever is best. And in fact, it was because of Kantamagaru's interference that Bhagwan's uh, journey could proceed on that occasion. And Swami is telling all this to Kantamagaru. Kantamagaru, who is telling Swami, Swami, this is the address of my house. Swami says, I know. When I had gone to Kaladhari village, you remember that time you came and you cleared that road. In fact, if you had not come, the villagers were so angry with Karunanandaji, they would have hurt him that day because they so desperately wanted me to come to their village. But it was you who came to the rescue and you cleared the way and allowed our journey forward on that day. And then Swami did not end there. Swami started laughing and Swami said, Who has given me the address? All these days for me to come into your dreams. Who has given me the address for me to come and communicate with you every time you have a problem? So many things get done for you. Who gave me the address to come to your rescue every time you are in problem? You think I don't know anything? Last night near Pamidi, after you ate the upma, you went to the waters and you slipped and you fell and you thought... Oh my God, you thought it is all over. You cried out, Swami, Swami. You thought you are sinking. But it was my will that you should be lifted up. In fact, I wanted to come there immediately and save you. But I thought, if I come there, then all the devotees who are there with me, they will also follow me. And it would be very awkward for you, isn't it? Falling into the waters there. That is why I did not come there. I did not want to embarrass you. But it was I who lifted you up. And you're telling 
your address to me for kantamagaru it was such a revealing moment yes that night she had a rebirth and swami pretended he knows nothing he simply asked oh, where were where were you where have you been did you have upma i've been waiting for you to give the sweet didn't comment anything and that is how god is god loves to be loves to be silent god loves to be behind the scenes if god were to ever come and tell us how many times he has come to our rescue we would just be left speechless little things little moments every time you think of him every time you even forget to think of him he is there and he does not every time come and tell see i protected you see that day when you were going for darshan you slipped and you were about to fall i protected you see that day when you were catching the train you are almost late and i just ensured that you somehow get in that day when you were catching the flight the flight got delayed by half an hour you know how it happened that day when you were lighting the lamp and your hand got burnt but nothing happened that day when you were f- coming down the stairs you slipped but fortunately you didn't break your bone god does not come and tell us every time many times we even forget to call him and he loves to do what he does and he does it so beautifully so silently and we many times unknowingly complain as swami says you know nothing and you talk as if you know everything and you make your own decisions your own judgments your own conclusions i know everything but i have always pretend as if i know nothing and that is what you saw in bhagwan bhagwan's childlike nature bhagwan every time you would ask those simple questions and you think oh my god swami does not know this anybody who had lived with bhagwan would have experienced that any number of times where bhagwan would be so human he'll almost make you feel that yeah you need to inform him otherwise how will he know every time we forget that there is a power around us every time we miss to recognize there is someone lifting us every time we don't realize that there is someone who has always pulled us up every time we don't see the divine hand we have not learned how to make our faith steady we have not progressed on the spiritual path we have not put that step forward recognizing bhagwan's omnipresence omniscience and omnipotence we have not marched forward in full confidence that he is there because he is bhakta sakha bhagwan he is the one who is the eternal friend of every person and a friend is someone who is closest to you in the navavida bhakti it starts with shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam padasevanam marchanam vandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam before the ultimate stage of atmanivedanam it is sakhyam to be friend god to become a friend god we all have that friend with us eternal friend with us in fact when we sing that bhajan krishna murari bhavaya hari you have this beautiful line bhakta sakha bhagavan in fact today is a day when we should think about this lord and recount all those moments when he was there 
moments when we realized moments when we missed to see and offer our love offer our gratitude to him every time we sing this bhajan there should be tears in our eyes thinking about all those moments when god was there yet he loved to be unseen unknown always so happy just to ensure that we are lifted up expecting nothing wanting nothing seeking nothing krishna murari bhava payahari he giridari So that is what happened in 1963. Kantama Garu was 26 years old and Bhagwan saved her. Bhagwan let her know 
there is nothing in her life that he is not aware and everything that has happened in her life even before she came to bhagwan bhagwan was there guiding in fact when she came to swami many times swami would uh, tell the devotees papam she became a widow at such a young age and in those days due to prevailing customs and traditions a widow would wear a white sari but kantamagaru's parents told her that it does not matter you can wear anything but somehow kantamagaru chose to wear white because somehow as i had mentioned to you before right from her early days she was so influenced by the lives of saints and sages living with her maternal uncle and reading the lives of saints and sages she always felt that that is the way one should lead one's life and in fact in her mind she had thought that she would after a while lead the life of an ascetic and now that her husband passed away the whole process sort of quickened and even though the family did not insist that she should wear white but she chose to wear white and when bhagwan would see her swami would say oh papam it's so sorry she became a widow at such a young age and uh, kantamagaru once told swami swami why are you testing me swami why do you pretend to be sad i am not sad swami i don't have any family ties swami it is because of this that i had this opportunity to meet you and i have this opportunity to serve you i have this opportunity to travel with you she always felt that that was destiny's way of making her life completely god centered and not have too many family responsibilities she would say swami how would i have enjoyed this stream of happiness of knowing you and serving you she would always keep telling swami internally whenever swami would say to someone oh papam she became a widow in fact in the very first interview swami told her i will not leave you be on this path steadily swami held her hand and swami said i will not leave you and swami told i will look after your son you just be a guardian just be a trustee i will look after everything and so on that occasion when she prayed to swami swami you should come to our village satyawada and after she foolishly started giving the address and swami revealing his divine presence in her life all through swami said yes 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 i will come next year when i come to rajmandri i will come and in those days kantamagaru had the opportunity to go to bhagwan when swami used to have his dining sessions swami used to live on the western side of the mandir and on the eastern side there used to be a room where swami would come for having his food generally bhagwan's family his physical earthly family would bring the food in those days in the 50s and 60s and they would come to this room this lunch room or dining room and devotees would have the opportunity to see swami as he moved in the mandir veranda from the west to the east in those days and they would wait to have bhagwan's darshan and there were a few devotees who had the opportunity to stand inside and be there when bhagwan used to have his food there is a spiral staircase that leads to this room so kantamagaru in those days had this opportunity to be there whenever bhagwan was having food and 
that was one opportunity which she cherished and she says on one occasion how humorously there were so many people whom Swami had permitted about about 8-10 people who had this privilege to be in that spiral staircase when Bhagwan was visiting that room for his meal sessions and we know Swami would just have very very little in the morning and in the evening it would be just another occasion for Bhagwan to interact with these chosen devotees so one day when Swami saw all these people standing on the spiral staircase it goes winding up and there are almost 10 people there and then Swami looked at all of them and Swami said oh there are so many of you why don't you one fall on the other because you know they were like one after the other and so Swami would joke with these people and Swami would talk to them and in fact it was during such a moment that Bhagwan suddenly called Kantamakaru and blessed her with the Japamala which I have talked before and how Swami put her onto the path of Japa and later on Swami took away that Japmala and Swami told her that now your path is meditation dhyana and that is what she has been doing for so many years now as she continues to live in the mandir live in the room in South Prashanti very very close to mandir Kantamagaru every day you would see her interacting with young sevadals, you would see her interacting with people who are engaged in Bhagwan's work and inspiring them. She is the one who would do anything to see that the love of God germinates in the hearts of devotees. In fact, there is a book that she got reprinted on her own, with her own resources. The book has the stories of the lives of saints and sages. She revived that book and she urges the students, the sevadals and everyone to read this book because she feels that there is no better way to sanctify our life than to completely dedicate it to Bhagwan. In fact, her grandson who was a student in Bhagwan's college, he is completely into social service. He is completely into socio-care, health care, educare after completing his Masters in Physics and Masters in Business Administration in Bhagwan's University. And this is the cascading effect of Bhagwan's love on Surya Kantamagaru. In fact, after that, this happened in 1963, this trip to Karnul, Swami's visit to Sri Salam and Dronachalam and this incident in Pamidi that happened. Next year, Bhagwan went to Rajamandri, 1964 and... Kantamagaru had the opportunity to be there with Bhagwan during that trip. And that trip again was an unparalleled opportunity for her. Kantamagaru had the opportunity to be with Bhagwan when Bhagwan went to the holy shrine of Bhadrachalam, the sacred shrine where the Saint Ramadas built that temple for. Lord Sri Rama and the beautiful things that happened during that trip were so eye-opening for all for Kantamagaru. It was another very, very blissful trip with Bhagwan, and we'll come to that in the coming episode of Outside, Inside, Deep Inside. There is so much to it, so I want to preserve this for the next episode. Dear listeners, dear brothers and sisters, on this day of Shankranti, as we contemplate on Lord and as we listen to these stories of devotees, as we listen to the glories 
of how Bhagwan has been guiding the destiny of so many people who have given their hearts to the divine and how he has been there lifting them up every time there was a problem we should have this firmly in our mind that if we give our life in his hands if we give our life in his hands then we will see his hand in every moment of our life for us to experience that all we have to do is make god priority one in our life if there is a change in the direction in the approach to how we have led life till now then the change could be to make god priority one in our life once we make god priority one in our life we will see how we have always been priority one for god we will experience what it is to be god's priority god's chosen one god's privileged one and that joy is something that you will never ever get in the world that joy even one moment of it is like amritam you can keep savoring it and convert every moment of sorrow into a moment of ecstasy thank you so much for being with me through this beautiful journey as always if you have any queries you can write to listener at radiosai.org you can also send us your comments on our whatsapp number 9393258258 offering this little endeavor at his lotus feet with all joy love and humility i take your leave thank you so much sairam prema swarupulara embodiments of love shanti ni lopam unnadi kaani bayate ledhu peace is within not outside outside no peace only pieces sairam you just heard an episode of our radio program outside inside deep inside This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Life hosted by Bishop Prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 14th January 2021 Dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp our email id is listener@sssmediacenter.org and our whatsapp number is 9393 258258 Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashanthi Nilayam